Welcome to the Coaching Skills for Leaders podcast with Jana Henderson and Neil Thubron. The purpose of the podcast is to help leaders anywhere develop their coaching skills to transform the lives of those they lead as well as their own. So where do we start? Do you want to start with the purpose of this episode is? Okay, let's say a couple of words about why, why we came together to do this first. I'm happy to, to lead with that, but I would, I would probably say, you know, something like, so here we are, Neil, we're doing it, you know, it's, it's happening. Um, we've had, we've worked together with a few clients. We realized that this is actually a really powerful combination. You with your um, business mentoring, sales mentoring skills, additional coaching skills you acquired over the years, training wise and otherwise. And then my more ontological coaching approach, uh, where we focus on the being rather than the doing, right? And so this podcast is going to combine the superpowers. And we're going to talk about why we think that your and my kind of coaching skills would be an amazing addition for leaders. Sounds like a great place to start. What does ontological mean? Yeah, ontological is all about... Um, really focusing on the being of a person, like the leadership that they are in their lives, in their relationships, and also at work, of course. And it's very much more, because a lot of people, you know, are getting really good as type A leaders and they're doing and strategizing and coming out with tactics of how they solve problems. And they still might get stuck at some point because all the things that they've done to date is just no longer really serving them to get to the next level for them. And with ontological work, what I do is really help individuals focus on how they're showing up, how they're being, how they're presenting themselves, how they're being perceived, what kind of thoughts they're thinking about themselves that lead to certain emotions and actions as they're showing up. And it really, really helps them to shift in a way that is often much more transformational and much more lasting than just doing something new. Because even when you know what you should be doing, sometimes it's really, really hard. We all know that experience, right? Um, to simply stop doing one thing and start doing another. And it's often because it's not aligned with who we are thinking we are or who we're being in those moments. And so that's really where ontological work comes in. And, and to be honest, this is a brilliant place to connect the two pieces of being coached and learning coaching skills as well. Yeah, very much so, because they kind of go hand in hand, right? When um, we are in, you know, wanting to show up in our lives as uh, a little bit more advanced and emotionally and relationally intelligent um, and educated, I think it can't really go without the ability to have you know, to check in with oneself, to create more awareness, um, to know one's patterns and behaviors. And therefore, you know, some element of self-coaching will be, yeah, invaluable for that. So, so, so brilliant for helping yourself develop, but also as a leader, fantastic Absolutely. for helping the people around you in your universe. Absolutely. I think so. I think that, you know, really, I, I honestly, like when we first started talking about doing this podcast, remember we, we were saying like, I was kind of joking, we'd be like, you're being Mr. Business and Sales Mentoring, and I'm going to be Mrs. Coaching. And then we'll combine that in together with real leaders. And I, I really do think that because your work is so, so helpful coming from a perspective of, you know, 35 plus years of leadership experience and being surrounded by people in the corporate world who are 
really needing and wanting this advice and help and, and mentorship. And also sometimes you've come across, I think, some limitations of that, right? Where really, you know, we, if we want to foster engagement and commitment from the individuals, it's sometimes just more powerful if they have realizations and ideas of their own. And so I think this is a really powerful combination. And when leaders have some of the soft skills that coaching brings, you know, whether it's like really, really powerful questioning, for example, you know, we're all very quick to talk and, um, you know, sort of wait to talk again when we're listening and not really, really listening. And um, those types of skills, I think, can really create a very different outcome for leaders. Um, I mean, what have you found lately? I'm sure that there are no, some I think examples the, you can come up with. I, you know, the, it, it, it's interesting you call it soft skills and actually um, with with what I see with leaders is people are made into managers and leaders from normally from positions of doing being great professionals mm-hmm. and they're not really given if they're lucky, they might be given some management skills, but they're not really given um, many skills in how to deal with people, but they're responsible for the people of the organizations. They're responsible for growing people. They're responsible for enabling uh, interaction with people. They're responsible for how they work with their peers and their customers and what and what i find is although it's a soft skills in business people say oh that's a that's a nice to have whereas actually mm-hmm. i think this is an essential skill of leadership is to be able to understand coaching methodologies mm-hmm. almost coming from a coaching place when you're dealing with people and that's not just your people that's everyone in your universe so that's upwards sideways downwards uh, because you get the best out of them and you get the best for you, for the business and for, for them personally as well. I think that's actually a really good analogy because, you know, what I liked when people ask about like, what coaching actually is, I do still like the old reference of like a sports coach or a fitness coach because it's not necessarily that they are an expert in that sport it, like it, as an athlete, right? They don't have to be faster than the sprint runner, but they have tools and technologies that enable to get the most out of that person. So they are on the sideline, right? They're not running the race with them necessarily, but they are on the sideline and have that external perspective and they, they are working to get the very most out of the individual, which is different to mentoring or consulting or therapy, right? And I think that's important to understand. Because those modalities of support are are less focused, I think, on working with what's right in front of them and this future development, right? It's much more about, okay, where do we want to go? What's the gap that we're trying to close between where we are to where we want to go? Um, And therapy can be much more in the present or in the past, for example. And of course, as coaches, we don't really tell, we don't give advice, right? Which is sometimes exactly that, one of those skills, right, that leaders find so hard, because it's so easy to think, well, I know the fastest, the best way to do this. You know, how am I going to get my people to do this piece of work the way I would, right? And so a coaching approach can really change that. And not every leader has to train as a coach. I think that's kind of what the gap that we're trying to fill here, isn't it? We don't want to say, okay, every one of you has to go and do, uh, you know, a coach training of several months or years. Uh, it's really about, okay, here's some specific tools that we believe will transform the way you deal with your people, like you said, above, below, and peers sideways. And even in your own lives and family and relationships, because 
they are really just a different perspective from which to operate. Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing that I've seen. And per personally, you know, when I was a leader and I was went through coaching development myself, I, I noticed I approached approach situations differently. And and what we what we've seen now with the companies we're working with is when we give leaders coaching skills. Mm. it's almost that, that superpower that gives them a chance to just step back and look at things in a different way and try and help the person they are interacting with to, uh, to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve. And, and instead of getting that, that typical leaders and managers get compliance rather than commitment, mm. you know, they, they have to tell people to do something and tell mm -hmm. them the way they're going to do it, or mm -hmm. depends on the type of person, but typically that's what they do is tell them what their outcome they're looking for and, uh, and they get off to do it. But there's no coaching involved, so they don't get the commitment. Yeah. To, uh, and, and actually, and they don't have all the great ideas. So the great thing about coaching is it then opens up the conversation to bring in better mm -hmm. ideas of how they might achieve that outcome. Yeah, very, very true. I could not agree more because it, it's so easy to, you know, feel, I think many leaders feel the burden to have to be very specific in their leadership as to, you know, how a project needs to be created, conducted, and what the success of that would look like. And that's a, that's a lot of time and mental, you know, load that goes on for, for leaders, but actually it takes the weight out of that as well, doesn't it? When you're going into meeting and like, okay, so ultimately you know, this is what we're aiming for. Let's talk about how we can do that best. And it's, you know, oftentimes many other ideas come to light, but it presupposes, it requires of the leader to acknowledge that they may not have the best ideas or the answers just because they've done the job for 20 odd years, right? And that's, yeah. that's sometimes the tricky part. And I think that's, that's a really, and that's why um, a lot of leaders avoid this type of um, skill. Mm. Because being vulnerable and being human are two mm. really important elements of leadership of today and leadership in the future. Mm -hmm. And a lot of leaders feel uncomfortable with that because they feel they might be exposed. Whereas yeah. actually by developing these types of skills, it gives them the opportunity to, it's okay to be vulnerable and be, because what you're doing is you're using, you're using those skills to help the people around you. Mm. Um, and I think it's probably worth looking at some examples of where we've seen this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, and we were talking to someone recently who we'd been doing coaching skills with, and and that we asked them what transformations they'd seen, and what they said was they were sitting next to someone on a train who was having a conversation with them about their, um, their they weren't happy in the job they were doing. And they were thinking about doing something in their career. And what I remember of the conversation was that this person then, instead of launching in with, well, what you should do is this, 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 and this. If I was mm -hmm. in your shoes, this is what I'd do. Mm -hmm. They took a step back and they started using some of the coaching techniques and coaching models that we'd taught them. Mm -hmm. And the, the outcome from that was after a, an hour or so on the train was pretty amazing by the, the yeah. feedback we got. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, in their experience, it was simply just opening the question of like, okay, well, what would you like? You know, we're mm -hmm. talking, we've talked now a couple of times about these coaching skills and these coaching tools, but, you know, sometimes that can be as simple as uh, an open question. 
right? And uh, not jumping into advice and not thinking that you know what they should do. I think this, mm. this piece around um, non-judgment is actually pretty big. Um, I think we catch ourselves, you know, certainly when, when I speak with the kinds of leaders that you and I work with, we can hear often how there is an implied judgment and what they think should happen, right? What they think should, is the right thing to do. And even that at its core as a coaching skill or as a skill that a very seasoned coach would be very, very well versed in, it's the ability to accept or, you know, I guess to acknowledge that the person in front of them is wholly resourceful and able and, you know, has all the things that they need in order to solve that problem for themselves, mm. right? And this is where I find our, our dynamic often interesting because, you know, you are sometimes coming from a mentoring perspective, which is very much like, okay, so here's what works in other organizations with other people that have worked, what's worked in my career. And then there's this fine balance of noting where there are times and opportunities where actually that will be disempowering to the person in front and a coaching approach could be much more empowering. Yeah. And I think, Go on. No, I think the balance there. So I, I and, and I get that. And I get that when you're a, a, a leader, a senior leader, a business person, um, coaching seems like a long way round to get to mm. an end result. You know, it's going to take too many. It'd be quicker for me to tell them what to do. It'd be yes. quicker for me to answer their question. Um, but it's a bit like the, um, you know, the fable of feeding a man, teach a man to fish and you feed him or whatever it is to feed a man <laughs> a fish and you feed him once, teach a man to fish, and you feed him forever. But if they, yeah. if someone work with someone with those, and it just, yes, it might take a little bit longer, but I think there's a balance. And this is what I've learned between mentoring and coaching is you, uh, you can mentor with a coaching style. So, mm. and in, 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 and that's one of the things I've tried to learn and tried to help people with, but there is a time when coaching is 100% what's needed, not any kind of mentoring. And there are times when a little bit more mentoring is needed. Well, maybe you can give this example of, you know, the gentleman that you worked with recently where they just felt like, I think, cause this is an experience that a lot of people can relate to just not feeling either, um, really like they're getting their point across in meetings or they're having the courage to speak up. Like that's a very, very common experience, isn't it, for people? And how do they, how do they handle that? And, and actually being misunderstood. So they, they okay. think they've said it in the right way. They think mm. they've said the right thing. They, in their mind, you know, they've got the message across. And so this, this was, a, a quite, again, quite a senior manager in his, within his peer group in the senior leadership team. And always found that whenever he put his point of view across, he got defensive feedback from his colleagues. Uh, and by talking about coaching skills and talking about putting, it was all about coming from a place of what does the person need to hear rather than what you need to say. Mm -hmm. And that was the, you know, so mm. if, if you're there, if what you're saying is there to help someone, then think about what they need to hear rather than what it, what it is you think you need to say and, and use the questioning skills, some of the coaching skills, some of the models to help do that rather than um, just launching with what you think is the right thing. Yeah. 
I love that. Thank you. That's really great. And it also reminds me of uh, kind of a similar example, I guess, where uh, recently I worked with a, a co-founder of a bigger organization where they had the experience that they really care a lot about being one of the team, you know, and and staying close to the team and not being super hierarchical and up there. And um, they found that in some ways they were kind of playing smaller by way of wanting to stay and belonging with the team and being friends with people that worked for mm-hmm. them. You know, that's, can, that can be an experience. I think people can, you know, uh, can imagine themselves in or have had experience in and, you know, talking about coaching skills and applying those from an ontological perspective. Um, we realized that actually for this person standing in leadership for themselves and their brilliance was much more empowering for them and the team than trying to stay in belonging with the team by playing smaller, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is a person who's very, very intelligent and, and people admire them for mm-hmm. um, their brilliance and many and wisdom in many different ways. And actually it's not serving them and it's not serving the team and it's not serving the organization. Right. So when, when we talk about coaching skills from the, from the more ontological, less tactical uh, example uh, side, then this would be a great example to mm. think about, well, how am I showing up? How am I wanting to be perceived here um, compared to, you know, your situation where it's, it's about, well, the stance of, am I, am I wanting to, am I just saying something or am I saying it in the way that they need to hear it? Right. And it's very, it's kind of similar in that, this person then decided to simply come from a different perspective. That doesn't mean they would be playing small. Um, so I think, you know, we, in, in this podcast, obviously our ideas and, and not for, for right now, for today, but the idea is that we will bring in very specific coaching tools that we use as coaches all the time, but also that we're teaching leadership teams to work with. So, and, and then really take them, apart and and show how they can be applied and how everybody can use them in their daily lives and, and at work. Um, and this I is think just that's the key. Guys. And so, yeah, for, for me, this, this podcast and, and what the intention for us of doing this is just to, to be able to help anyone who's in a leadership role who's got people working for them, who's, who's got peer groups, who's in a senior team, who's got a boss they've got to deal with or shareholders they've got to deal with, customers they've got to work with, to develop skills and models and you know to share those and how they might be used and where they could be used with outside of themselves. But also those skills can be used for self-coaching as well to help, uh, you help yourself understand why, why am I feeling this way now? Why is when I get a phone call from my boss, and I get that adrenaline rush when the phone rings and I see their name come up. Why? What, how can I self-coach me to, to, mm-hmm. to make me feel in a different way if I want to? And, and I just want to, and this is why for me personally working with you, Yana, is going is to work so well, is because whatever happens, the, the being turns up. Now, their knowledge, their skills, their experience is what makes them uh, 
deliver what they do or do what they do in a certain way in a business environment. But the being, the core behind that is driving some of that behavior and some of that. And so that's where I think the, the two of us working together is going to really help unpack that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And we've seen it work so powerfully. I remember the situation you might, where we were talking to this gentleman who had recently been to a, a very, very important business meeting in a different country. You know, they specifically went there. That was a very, very important meeting because it was about, you know, the next contract and, you know, a lot of money involved, et cetera. And, and I remember how you know, they described how the meeting had gone down and, you know, they kept referring to the customer as a partner, remember? Mm -hmm. And it was so evident that the, the way that the two parties were interacting did not feel like a partnership, right? And so by simply just pointing that out, I think uh, they had a real revelation as to how that would have gone differently had they just taken the stance of not a power struggle or a control struggle of like wanting to get certain outcomes from the meeting, but simply a, we are partners in this. What is it you would like and need? Here's what I would like and need and having the courage to be vulnerable in that way. Right. And then looking at how that can be created together. And so I think that's one of the simple ways of how this can be super powerful for people. Honestly, you know, my background is sales and you know, my, my focus area a lot of the time is sales and sales leadership and sales leaders and salespeople that use coaching skills and coaching techniques and methods. And they don't know necessarily they know they're doing it, but mm. those guys are the ones who are really successful in not just in selling, but in building long term relationships as well, because it's, it's about you, you can't do any of this. You can't do any coaching uh, and helping other people unless you care about people yeah and, and that's it's got to start with that so you know please if you if you care about people this podcast is definitely for you, for you if you don't care about people you just want to be an old dictatorial leader then maybe not but, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely and also if you don't care about having a better experience working yourself this is not mm. for you because mm. right? it's totally okay like some people just like to stay in this realm of like oh you know monday again and i don't really want to be here and that's cool if that works for them but we really strive to help the leaders that we work with to have an experience of excitement and fulfillment you know we talk so much with leaders about fulfilling potential right like actually feeling like what you do matters and what you um, you know how you're being in the world leaves something positive behind and that's really the kinds of people that we would love to listen to this yeah absolutely and i think that's a great place to probably pause the end of this episode this first episode so we hope to see you again next time when we bring out that first coaching tool that you get to learn from and with us from our experiences and of course, don't hesitate to reach out if you have any particular struggles of your own that you would like us to speak to, mm. or if you would just like to ask a question of any other kind, right? We're very open to that. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to hear from uh, people who are listening and what you think and give us your feedback. Um, Jana, great to see you again. Yeah, you too, Neil. Uh, thank you so much and see you again see soon. Next episode. Thank you for listening to Coaching Skills for Leaders podcast with Jana and Neil. If you found the conversation useful, please share with your colleagues and friends. Please also leave us a rating and a review. And if you would like to connect with us directly to discuss your own or your business needs, 
You will find our contact details in the show notes below.